At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, very soon after his accident, I was just filled with the question of where is he? Where is he gone? How does such a big energy like that just disappear? Like, I can't accept that. While the pain is still so real and in some ways the grief has gotten heavier, life is also moving whether I'm ready for it or not, is moving forward. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I'm a teacher, the author of the book Moving Beyond, and I work as a psychic medium. I have done over 15,000 readings for people all over the world. I connect them to their loved ones on the other side. This podcast lets you be a fly on the wall in my office, to listen in, and to experience what a psychic medium session is for yourself. People see me for a variety of reasons. Some come looking for closure, others are looking for life direction, and other people come because they're not so sure about this whole thing, but they're pretty curious. Here you will find stories of tremendous loss, but also incredible love and healing. After each session, I have the joy of sitting down with my client again to discuss their experience and answer any of their questions around spiritual connection. I hope that some of the information that arises can help you too, no matter where you are in your journey through loss, growth, or curiosity about the things we can't always see. Hi, my name's Tanya and I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. I found the Moving Beyond podcast after my husband was killed in a motorbike accident a few months ago. I found the podcast to be hugely healing and I was really hoping to connect with him in a session with Fleur. Hello, it's Fleur and welcome to another week of Moving Beyond. I'm so happy that you're here. How are you? I myself am cold. I'm cold. I'm still cold. I'm in New York City. I have to tell you, I was walking down the street the other day and I saw a thermometer reading and it said 15 degrees. And I'm coming from Europe and 15 degrees is a normal temperature to see in Celsius. So I thought, well, that's obviously wrong. It's cold outside. 
it's stuck. And then I keep walking and I think, oh my God, it's in Fahrenheit. Ridiculous. <laughs> so yes, I'm cold. I'm struggling. This California girl is struggling, but I am really well. And I'm excited. I'm excited because we have a new mentorship group starting this Sunday. If you haven't joined yet and you want to join, please do. It is my favorite class that I teach because I get so much one-on-one time with people. There's a Facebook group where people get to ask questions every day, all the time. And I do office hours as well as lectures. So you and I get three to four hours a week where you see me live and I get to answer whatever question comes up in you. It's an incredible way for me to mentor. It's an incredible way for you to create community. And ultimately, the final product is you walk away with self-confidence and trust in your own decision-making ability following your own intuitive compass. So if you'd like to join us, there is still room. and I'd love, love to have you. There's one other thing that I want to tell you about, which is a free reading giveaway. I'm incredibly excited to tell you that we have been researching and figuring out how best to support our audience. And one of the things that we need is to know who our audience is. So we have a survey in which you can tell us a little bit about yourself. It's totally anonymous in terms of we're never going to use or publish this in any capacity. But if you'd like to participate, your name will be put into a raffle, a giveaway for a free reading. So all you have to do is go into the show notes. There is a link. You click the link, you fill out the survey, you put in your email, and then you're entered for the raffle. Thank you so much for your participation in this. It really, really makes a difference. And as my gratitude, I I want to to offer that reading to someone. So I'm knowing it's going to go to the right person and hopefully that person is you. Without any further ado, I want to introduce you to Tanya. Please enjoy her reading and thank you for listening this week. Hi, good morning, Tanya. Hi, Flo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. You sound like you have a South African accent. I do. I do. Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, amazing. It's beautiful. And you're in Lisbon? I am in Lisbon. Yes, Lovely. that's right. Lovely. Yeah, we're both quite lucky with where we live, no? We're so lucky, yeah. Yes, I agree. All right, so have you ever had any kind of reading before? Not like this before, no, and not really ever had a need to before this year. So I'm very excited okay. to see how it goes, yeah. Okay, so let me explain a little bit about how I work, um, what the process is, and then we just jump right in. So in my mediumship work, what I'm looking for, what I'm looking at is a connection to spirit. So people who have passed, people who have crossed. And as I do that, it often feels to me like I'm tuning into a radio station. So it's almost as if each individual person has their own frequency, their own pattern, so to speak. And as that happens, I'll start to see, feel, hear, and know. I give you the information in that way. And as we go along, all I need from you is just yes or no. Okay. Okay. That's it. So um, we'll get started. And towards the end of the reading, I'll also uh, give a bit of time for questions. I think it's so important to remember it's a two-way conversation. So of course, the beginning part, we open up the space and I open up my awareness and we see what needs to be said. And then later, you can really ask anything. It's in theory, possible to ask Thank you. it all. But if we're going along and there's something that I touch on that you're like, oh, that's so pressing or I need extra information about this, you can also ask me then. That's okay, okay too. Thank you. Okay. All right. So we'll get started. The first image I get here is of what looks to be, yeah. The first image I get here is of a car yes. and it speeds off. So I want to say there's something like a hit and run or a real sense of, yes, a hit and you understand the passing of someone in in a hit and run. Do you see this? Not necessarily hit and run, but an, an immediate accident. Yes. Okay. And do you understand that there is 
because the image that I'm seeing here first is of a car and I feel that it doesn't hit another car, but it would hit a person yes. who is uh, walking or out. But there's this feeling of not two cars in a collision, but one car and there being then an accident. Correct. Do you see? That's correct. Okay. And I also feel that this is truly what looks like an accident. So I really do see this as an accident. Um, and the person who passes and the person that's coming in for me feels to be a man. Um, and I feel him actually to uh, really come in close to you. And there's such love between the two of you. And there's such a, a strong, strong, strong connection that I want to acknowledge. He feels like as I'm standing here beside him, he feels quite tall to me, mm -hmm. um, like kind of towers over me, do you know? Yeah. And uh, a real length in his body that you would identify with him too. Do you yeah. see this? That feels familiar. And I want to say that it's this man that then is hit by uh, a car. You understand that? Correct. Yes. Okay. And I feel that where he is, where this accident takes place is a very familiar space to him. Mm -hmm. So it feels like I would go here all the time. It's very regular. It's very ordinary for him. It's not out of the, out of place. Do you I, see this? I think for him, it was a familiar journey, but it wasn't close to home. It's not something that he did often, but he knew that area. Yes. Okay. Got it. He's going to give me some more details about it, but I also just want him to come in close here and really show me who he is because I feel I have got this man who is like really full of energy in life. He's so funny. He likes to make you laugh. There's a real sense of poking fun at you. Do you know? Yes. Um, and there's a feeling of partnership between the two of you as well. And the sense of deep love. Do you see? Correct. Deep, deep, deep love. Um, and he does place a ring on your finger. So it feels marriage and long-term commitment and a real, a real love story between the two of you. I would say. Correct. Do you also see that in your relationship together, I feel like we meet, it's definitely a strong spark. And then he makes me feel like the timing isn't quite right. Mm -hmm. And then we come back together and it's really right. Correct. Yeah. It's like there's a, there's an initial meet, but it doesn't quite happen in that moment. Yes. Correct. You know? And he's so happy that your paths crossed multiple times is my feeling like it was meant to happen. You couldn't have avoided this partnership. You Correct. see? And he's also making me feel when he initially meets you, I actually feel like you're not available. Do you see this? Correct. Like you're in another relationship where he's like, Oh, I really wish, but she's yeah. not. And I have to be a proper gentleman here. Correct. Do you see this? Yes. Um, and he, I think, wants you to know, and, and I think also told you many times, loved you from the start, from that initial moment, just couldn't say anything. Yes. Do you understand that? Correct. Just couldn't say anything. And I feel that uh, because of this, there's also a really sweet friendship that you form initially, mm -hmm. and that it then develops into love as well. Correct. And I want, it's an interesting thing. I don't want to hand you a bouquet of roses. I want to hand you a single rose. And this feels significant somehow. Do you see this? Yes. Yes. Um, and I feel very much so that this is also a man who can woo you and charm you and really romance. It's, it's important for him. Yes. In his expression, very emotive man is my feeling very emotive. And would you see here with his hair that it, it tends to kind of stick in different directions that it's not always, well, it's often not going to do what he wants it to do. Do you see this? Correct. Yeah. It's like kind of a bit, uh, array. And I do feel later on in life or even really for most of his life, he just kind of allows it to be, mm -hmm. do you know, it's like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and there's also a real artistic soul in him as he comes forward. Mm -hmm. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. Very artistic, very, very artistic. Um, but there's this feeling of before his passing, he talks about starting to get some recognition 
it feels like he's been he'd been working in a, in some sort of career for for a decade plus. Yes. And it wasn't really starting to take off until the last 2-3 years. Do yes. you see this? Correct. And it's really starting to gain some traction. And he makes me feel that when he passes people grieve him, but there's also a often repeated phrase of oh he was just getting started. Yeah. Do you see this? Yeah. He, like he was he was yeah. Yeah, he just started a new business. And it just feels like it had just kind of gained some momentum and it and people are like, oh he just started it and it looks like it was starting to get some attention. Mm-hmm. And not just in South Africa, he shows me. Yes. So it feels like there was some international attention. Yes, correct. And some articles written about it and some media attention. Uh-huh. Do you know? And I feel that he wants you to know he gets to continue that work in spirit. So it's not an end point because it's a new company. And of course, it's career, but it's passion project for him too. Okay. You understand? It's like, I'm passionate about this. And so wanting you to know, I continue, I continue, I continue. It's certainly not that the work is done. I'm, he's interesting. He's got a really um, great combination in life of artistic and technology minded. Yes. It's like a really good union. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Got both sides. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that company was also working kind of with both sides of things is my feeling. Um, he must have had a, a, a business partner um, in this corporation, in this company, yeah. do you see? Yes. Who he also wants to say hello to. Okay. Who would be good friend of the family, good connection. Okay. You understand? Uh-huh. Um, who will also continue the business. Yes. And, and is, and he just wants to say complete carte blanche, complete support, this feels important because I feel this business partner has also had conversations with you mm-hmm. about, do you think this is the right direction? Is this what he would have wanted? Do you okay. see? Yes. And there's the sense of, nope, it's good. It's good. It's good. Continue, continue, build it. And he will be a part of it, you know, in, in so many ways, so many, so many ways. Do you see that you yourself, like your immediate family, the family that you come from would be a difficult family to come from for you or be like really like one that you felt, ah, I don't know if that's really the family I'm wanting to have. Like it's the sense of I'm going to create my own family. Yes, correct. And that he makes me feel that you and him, you, the two of you, uh, especially from your perspective, really create the family you had always wanted, always needed. And he's so happy to have been able to offer you that and create that with you. That feels very important. But he wants you to know that you can continue to have it in life. It's not dependent on him. He shows me two children and wanting to say he watches over the two. You understand? Yes. Yes. And the sense of them both being under your roof, still very much in your home, children around you all the time. Do you see this is very important? The kids, the kids. And I think he's a fantastic father Mm -hmm. as well. Um, You have a son that looks really similar to him. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm seeing a lot of mirror imaging that he's showing me. Um, But then I have to go back to the hair and he makes me feel like they have your hair. Yes. (laughs) They have your hair, which is like, thank goodness, (laughs) from his perspective. Do you see that one of your kids created like a video montage or put together little videos? Um, he could have. Yes, I've never asked him. Okay. Uh, perhaps ask, but I keep seeing all these little videos put together. Yeah. That his father is wanting to say, I've seen. Okay. You know, I've, I've seen them. And that he finds it really, really sweet. You know, really lovely. Since his passing, do you see that you've actually had moments where you felt your physical body touched by someone? Yes. And it's a sense of like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's wanting to really identify like him. That's, that's me. Okay. Do you know? That's yeah. He wants to identify this. And I feel that you've also had a moment where it feels like your um, hair is stroked. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. 
and wanting you to know I remain close. Do you see at the moment, if I'm standing at the foot of your bed, you're on the left side? Yes, that's you right. See this? Yes, because he places you on the left side now. I think this has changed or altered from when from when he was in the world. Do you see? Right. It looks like you've shifted, and he wants to say that he is close to you throughout the days, every day, but especially at night, wanting you to know he's right beside you. He knows you've changed the side of the bed. He knows you're on this left side now, and he's right beside you. I think it will be easiest for you or very accessible for you to feel him in the early, early morning time. Yes. I want to go back here to his passing. And do you see that when he was out in this area that sometimes we take things that feel like, um, oh, they're like the, like dune buggies or like, um, what are they called? Four wheelers. Do you see this? Yes. Because I feel like I'm on this trip and I want to be on a, on a four wheeler. This is my feeling. Do you know? And I also feel like I'm with other men and we're having a good time. And there's this feeling of like, it's a, it's a bros trip. And I feel um, that these are men he would have grown up with or been around for a very long time because it feels like maybe not biological brothers, but in all ways brothers. Do you see? I'm not sure how many are on the trip, but I feel that there are two people who very much witness his passing Mm -hmm. or who are very much there at the time. Do you see this? Great, great. And he wants you to know that they did everything they could, everything they could. And I feel that these men really are there with him, that he can hear them. Yeah. And I feel that when he, and it feels, this is important to tell you, so I, I will, but you can stop me if at any point if this is too much, okay? Sure. Um, but I very much feel that at the time that this accident happens and I have these men around me and with me, um, I feel that your husband is still able to speak. Okay. Is my feeling. Not a great deal, but there's this feeling of trying to speak or trying to connect. And it, it feels like it's very much him trying to say that he wants to connect to you and wants to connect to the kids. And like, this feels what is important to him at this time. It feels like he doesn't make it to a hospital or I don't feel that I go to a hospital to pass. I feel that I pass in that moment. Do you see? Correct. Correct. And he wants you to know how quickly that that goes mm-hmm. and that it's really peaceful. And again, that there's so much comfort in having these two brothers with him and beside him. Okay. Um, I'm sure these men have talked to you and connected with you, but do you also see that one of them wrote you a letter or a long note? Yes. And this letter also really touched your husband is what he makes me feel. It just feels really heartfelt and beautiful. Um, it's quite a large group of men. No, it's, uh, feels to me like seven. Do you understand this? Seven people together. Because he keeps talking about the group of seven. Okay. Does that make sense to you? I think there were seven people in total at the accident site. Okay. Got it. Um, Yeah, because he talks about the seven. Okay. And hmm. now the person that hit him, they're not charged with murder. Do you see this? Correct. It's it's really just a traffic accident. And this, he makes me feel that initially you would have fought this or felt that this was very unfair. Do you see this? Because I see you bringing it to, or attempting to bring it to a court or talking with lawyers, or it just feels like this has been a process for you. Mm -hmm. Great. And he wants you to know that he knows you put the effort and the time and the energy behind it, but that you don't, I feel, need to keep fighting Mm -hmm. because it does look like an end point, like there's nothing else to be done. Okay. But wanting you to know that he is okay with where it stands. Okay. You're allowed to not be okay with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's your choice. It's your free will. Yeah. But he wants you to know on his end, he's okay. Thank you. 
I'm feeling that where he is at this time, not everybody speaks English. Do you see? Yes, correct. And it feels like either the driver or the community around don't speak English. Correct. Uh, there's a lot of confusion. Okay. At this time, a lot of confusion. And he makes me feel that they had very little reception, like cell phone reception there. So That's I feel correct. that you are very delayed in hearing this. Like That's we have correct. to, we have to like trek back before we can call you. Correct. And that takes a long time, you know, uh, over a day, I think maybe even it, yeah. it just feels like it takes a long time. And, and he wants you to know that during that entire period of time, he comes to be with you. He comes to be around you. He's there with you the whole time. And I feel that you get a phone call very early in the morning. Do you see Correct. this? The sun's barely up and that he was with you during this period of time. Thank you. His father is past, you see? Correct. Because he's also with his father, he shows me. And his father does not get to know both kids. Correct. There's this feeling and he wants you to know that when he passes over and he meets his father again on the spirit side, his father is absolutely seeing the kids. This feels so important to know. And, and I want to say actually that you don't get to know his father that well or at all, actually. That's he, correct. He passes young as well. Mm -hmm. And there's this, this real sense of you needing to know that, that this man has, has known you, has seen you. Okay. And a couple of more things that I, that he's really pushing me to talk about around the accident. It feels you would, you would have strongly felt that the police report was not adequate Correct. or that there was not proper documentation. Do you see? Yes. And again, I feel like we're kind of in the middle of nowhere and that the local police or the people in and around this space are actually not used to having to document things. Correct. And I'm seeing, not that it makes anything right, but I'm seeing this community to be very confused as to how they operate with what I guess we could call like Western culture, or I just feel this real divide between how we do things and how you do things. Correct. Hmm. That's strange. It's the most random thing. I have no idea what he's bringing me to. Was was he ever like a DJ or like a radio host or something? No, I have another close friend who passed many years ago who was a radio DJ. Ah, so, okay, got it. I was like, all of a sudden things changed, and I'm like, yes. I have to talk about the man who's a radio okay. DJ. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know? So your husband's still here, but now I have this other man as well. Now this mm -hmm. is also. Someone you knew, I think, not romantically, this feels always to be friend. Correct. But for a long time, like years and years and years. Correct. Now, the two of them don't know each other in life. Correct. This is before his time, you know, before your husband's time. And this radio DJ that comes in lives a hard and fast life. Correct. Like drugs and partying and hard and fast, you know. Yes. And, and he makes me laugh because he, he makes me feel like you would have lived a little hard and fast during this time too. Correct. <laughs> and, uh, this sense of wanting to poke a little fun at you at how grounded your life is now. Correct. Harrison, do you know, yeah. like who would have thought, <laughs> who would have thought and also just express love for you and this sense of seeing you well and good and that even though these two men wouldn't have known each other in life they actually get on fabulously i feel in spirit lovely okay now going back to your husband here he brings me to the kids again and he makes me feel that you've actually made a choice to not place both of them in school right away do you see this we changed schools for my son, yes, since he's passed. It feels like there was this decision made to hold one of the kids away from school 
for some time. Right. And that now things look much more stabilized. Mm-hmm. I also feel that he's around both all the time, frequently, mm-hmm. and that you're doing a wonderful job in working with them emotionally. I feel it's not been easy. Correct. Uh, especially around your son. He feels very angry. But that you're doing all the right things. This feels very important for you to know. Thank you. There's something about the guitar that I need to yes. acknowledge. Do you see? It's it's my daughter. Yeah, it's ah, my daughter. that's your daughter. Okay, daughter. got it. And this feels much more now that he's passed. Do you see? Correct. But I know that he often listens to her play the guitar. Okay. Because I see him sitting next to somebody who's practicing. Yes. And I feel that she's really into it. Like she can practice for hours a day and he loves it, loves it, loves it. And she's also got a beautiful voice. He wants her to know she's very shy about this. Okay. But he wants her to know that he loves her voice as well for the singing and the playing, you know. Also, since his passing, it looks like your daughter's changed her room completely. Do you see? Yes. I keep wanting to shift where things are and the placement and the things on the wall. Like it feels changed. Great. And he is also aware of this, wants you to know he's going to continue being a part of the big things and the little things and all the things in between, not going to miss a single moment. And it feels like in the time that he was here in the world, he also had a few years where he gets to be at home much more with the kids. Great. Does, yeah. You know, and he really is so happy looking back at his life, that he had those years. Okay. Yeah. Because he gets to bond with these kids in a really um, amazing, with his kids in an amazing way, where he's not always out at work. He's really there. I think it's your son. Do you see that he's going to start driving soon or has started driving? He hasn't started yet, but but could, yes. Okay. Unless he's talking about, we haven't, uh, my son has an older brother who is trying to get his driver's license at the moment. So it might be him that he's referring to. Ah, yes. I see a young man who is like actively trying to learn how to drive. Correct. Who he's hanging out with. And, but there's just the three in total. Yes. I know that he's acknowledging here the child with the driving and it's, and it's important because it's, He's showing me that there's been a lot of frustration around this, like maybe mm-hmm. didn't pass the first time or, you know, something right. like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that he'll get it. This is the okay. sense. He'll get it. He'll get it. He'll get it. Okay. Hmm. So much love for you, for the kids, for his family. His mom is living, you see? No, she's also passed. Oh, one second. Is it your mom then that's living? Yes, my mom's, my mom's okay. here. Yeah. And do you see that she's spending more time very close to your family or like Correct. with your family? And Correct. this is her. Because he's showing me a mom who's like with you, with the kids, really hands-on. That's correct. Yes. And he's wanting to just send a note of gratitude to her as well. Okay. Let's ask him some questions. Well, a lot of them you answered for me because we really just have always wondered what happened at that accident site. Um, the driver that hit him, he was on his motorbike and he was hit off his motorbike, but he hit the body. He didn't ever hit the bike, which is so strange. And the driver doesn't remember what happened. So mm-hmm. we've always wondered, you know, did he fall asleep behind the wheel? Did he swerve for an animal? Did he, how did he not see them on their bikes? Um, it's a it's a good road. It's a well tarred road. It's a such a strange place for an accident like that to have happened. Yeah. So you answered a lot of that for me, and then the week that he passed, his sister that he's always been very very close to got sick, and she died two weeks ago. And I just wanted to know if she was there with him. Um, mm, yeah. It's been traumatic to lose her so soon after losing him. Yes, she's also here. Do you see that she kept her hair short? Yes, near the end, yes. And she does join him here. I feel, it feels like very, very rapid spreading cancer to me. Do you see Correct. This? Correct. 
but she's there with him and standing beside him and the two are certainly together. Hmm. She's got a daughter or daughters herself. Do you see this? Yes, she's got one daughter. That's yeah. right. Who feels that it feels like this daughter is actually really struggling right now. Okay. There's the feeling of needing a little bit extra support because okay. uh, this daughter is young adult or grown. Do you see this? Right. She's kind of on her own. She's doing her thing, but I feel she could really use just a, some emotional support. She blows you a kiss. And I feel that not all of your family was able to travel to the funeral. Do you see this? Great. She's quite all Thank right you. with it. She's not worried about this. She knows how much she's loved. And I also just wanted to ask him, you know, if I look back on the last year of his life, he changed so much and he really lived his life so fully. Mm. And I, I, I can't help but wonder if he had a sense that something huge was coming, that there was a big change coming. So when I turn to him to ask this, I get a very, very resounding yes. Okay. But not on a conscious level. Yeah. Correct. So the choices that were made were really coming up from the subconscious. Mm. I do feel this. And it's it's something I have a lot of theories on in terms of reading for people many times, and we can yes. certainly discuss that uh, next time we, we see each other. But I do, from his perspective, also get a resounding yes on this. And, okay. and a real gratitude for himself that he was able to make those shifts and changes because I feel it was a fantastic year for him, a fantastic year for the two of you, a fantastic year yes. for the family. It feels really uplifted. Correct. Yes. It feels really. Thank you so integrated. much. Um, yeah. Both of my grandparents have passed over this year as well. I don't know if either of them have come through in any way, but it would be interesting oh, to know. They're definitely in the background for me, and I okay. feel like they've been kind of giving their energy to the process rather than okay. kind of being front and center. Yes. But do you see that your that your grandmother actually desired to – no, that's not it. I'm not sure. What, I, what I'm seeing is somebody has ashes and they're carrying them around. Okay. Like they're not in one place yet or I haven't decided what to do with them yet. Do you see yes, this? Correct. correct. Okay. Is that your grandmother then? Yes. Okay. Because she's she's like showing me these, like somebody's just like carting them around, trying to decide what to do, you know? Correct. And she just wants to say, I'm fine with anything. It's really no problem what you decide. All right. And she's a funny lady. She's very sharp and uh, very intelligent, I would say. Correct. But they've really been lending their energy to the process rather than kind of up front and center and it's a sense of wanting you to know absolutely they're here absolutely they're represented thank you for letting me connect with your people they're awesome so fun such lovely lovely people and i will connect with you in, in a little bit of time and we'll do a follow-up and right. then you can ask any questions that came up that are really about the the process or what's going on with them or anything that comes up in the meantime sometimes uh, a reading can open up a lot of questions. Okay. Thanks yeah. so much, Fleur. You're Stay welcome. well. You too. Bye. Bye. Tanya and her husband had such an incredible bond, and it was my greatest pleasure to be able to connect them from the spirit world to here. I can't wait to hear how this has changed perhaps Tanya's own connection with him, as well as how she's incorporated this into her children's lives. I think it's really wonderful when readings can have domino effects and can also help not just the person receiving the reading, but people in their family. Can't wait to connect with Tanya again and see how she's doing. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. It's a bit of a crazy day this side. I've got builders here and things feel a bit chaotic, but yeah, I'm okay. But it's uh -huh. nice to see you and it's been thank a while. You. you know, when I get to do these readings generally, I don't get to follow up with people, so I never really get to see how they're doing after the reading or if it's if there's anything that for them made a change or anything for them that 
caused a another question to arise. So that is why I like to do these afterwards, just to see and check in with you. So, um, you. yeah, so let's start there. You know, it sounds like you're busy, busy in life, which uh, <laughs> I wouldn't expect any other way. You being a mom and also being in South Africa right now, I mm-hmm. imagine is a little bit wild with COVID. It's crazy. Yes, uh, a lot wild. And uh, but yeah, how are you? What what does life look like right now? Life is quite chaotic, definitely. And it's nine months post my husband's accident. And at least or I feel like at, at least I've stopped crying. I felt like for the first six months, the shock of his accident was so huge that I, it rendered me incapable of doing anything else mm. other than just crying. Mm. And uh, while the pain is still so real and in some ways the grief has gotten heavier, Mm. life is also moving whether I'm ready for it or not is moving forward. And, you know, I'm in a living in a home with two kids who are grieving in their own way for their father. Yes. And there's big emotions and trying to run my own business, deal with the admin side of his death and then deal with grieving children and my own grief has just been enormous. I think that doesn't get talked about enough, the sense of it's not just grief within yourself, but especially when you are holding other people and then normal life. I mean, it's busy enough without that massive loss, without that massive shift. It's it's incredible what you're holding. So I, I hope you're also holding some space for yourself because this is a lot. I am trying and I think connecting with you has been one of those things that I am trying to do for myself. You know, very soon after his accident, I was just filled with the question of where is he? Where is he gone? How does such a big energy like that just disappear? Like I can't accept that. And that's what led me to your podcast initially where someone had said to me, like, I really feel that this would be helpful. And it was hugely healing like it brought me such a sense of comfort to know that he's still around that he's still here so I listened to the whole of season one and was just so taken with um yeah just given a great sense of of relief in Mm. in believing that that energy doesn't disappear and it can't have just gone and that he's still here with us so that was enormous that makes me very happy. It's the reason I do the work and the yeah. reason I think I'm on this planet. So, so yeah. wonderful to get that connection made for you. I love what you just said that a big energy like that can't cease to exist. I, I would say I definitely would describe your husband in this way as well. Yeah. Big energy, you know, yeah. very much here when we were working with him. Um, tell me a little bit more about him and, and really just his, his life, his experience with you in life, uh, the okay. kids, give me a little bit of an understanding. I got to meet him, but I love to hear yes. it from you as well. Yes. He had an incredible life. So he was born into a very difficult family, had an incredibly difficult childhood, mm-hmm. um, had quite a few siblings. And like you might recall from the reading, three, two other of his siblings have died in the last 10 months. So three of them Mm. all left in 10 months, which has been a lot to process. His slightly older sister being the closest to him and really a witness to his life um, growing up. And losing her has been really difficult because she dies with all of the memories of him as a child. Yes. You know, I have no one to call and say, how old was he when that happened? Or, Or how did he do that when he was nine? And and that's, that's been really difficult. Um, his parents have both been gone a while. And his only other older sibling died in November last year. So wow. it really has felt like he's just gone. And the memory of him too, other than what we hold. He and I found each other. We, we both actually in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. And he'd been in recovery about three or four years. And I'd been in recovery for a few months. And we met. And in the reading, you had said, you know, we were instantly attracted to one another, but we weren't able to be together. And it wasn't because I was in another relationship. It was because it's really an unwritten rule that in the first year of someone's recovery, they shouldn't get involved with anyone. And so he bided his time. And after I had received my one-year chip and I'd been in recovery for more than a year, he then sort of very out of character for him approached me. 
And we've both always felt that our coming together was something larger than ourselves because very different personalities, very Mm. different backgrounds. I don't think we would have found each other any other way other than meeting through this this path of, of recovery. And then we created this beautiful life for ourselves and for our children, which included just stability and love and freedom from active addiction and it just a really beautiful wow. life together. Um, and he certainly found incredibly incredible healing from his own childhood through becoming a father, um, healed so many of the hurts of his past through his relationship with the kids. Beautiful. And it just, it, yeah, it makes it so much harder to accept that this was it for him, that his time was mm-hmm. up because he had just found this happiness and this love and this freedom. Yeah. And I look at it now, 10 months later, and I go, okay, was I part of this? Did we have a soul contract before we mm-hmm. met that, that he was going to leave when he did? And did I agree to this? Because the amounts of pain that I've been feeling, I feel like, I would never have agreed to this had I known, but of wow, course yeah. I hadn't known. Yeah, and then that weekend he went away with a very good friend on a bike trip, a friend mm. that, you know, you had used the word brother in the reading, mm-hmm. and this friend's name is Butti, which in Afrikaans means brother. Oh, and oh, they'd okay. gone on this epic bike ride and they'd had the most incredible trip around South Africa. And that Sunday it was just a series of unfortunate events. Um, the other bike, so Butty's bike, kept having these punctures. And for, for whatever reason, because of these delays of having to change the tire all the time, they ended up on the road at night. Uh, and that was something that they never did. They weren't meant to be on the road. Mm. And he called home and he said, I, I, I'm on the road, it's, it's nighttime, and we've got to push through to the next town. And I still said to him, please don't. Yeah. It doesn't feel safe. Just sleep where you are. And he said, there's no ways that we can stop where we are. It isn't safe. We have to push through to the next town. And on this incredibly quiet road between two very remote towns in South Africa, on a good road, good tarred road, the only other car that passed them uh, hit him, didn't hit his friend and hit him, hit him straight off his motorbike. Um, almost didn't hit the bike, just hit his body. Wow. And uh, like you said in the reading, there was no reception at the accident site. It was far from home. No one around there spoke any English. And his friend, Butty, had to jump back on his bike and drive 45 minutes to go and get help for the driver of the car that had just hit him. And there's so much trauma around that for all of us. Joan was already dead, but he could see he was gone. But he had to leave his friend on the side of the road and travel to get help. And that's, oh, that's hard. It's It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so there are so many unanswered questions within all of that. And was there anything in the reading that gave you a little bit of putting the pieces together. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, we just didn't know what happened. I don't know that we will ever know exactly what happened, Mm -hmm. why the driver of the car didn't see him. Yeah. But you confirmed for me that it was just an accident. Mm. And I have been wondering, should I pursue uh, prosecution? We know for a fact that there was no drug or alcohol found in the driver of the car's Mm -hmm. system. Yeah. Um, he had his wife and two kids in the car. So I don't believe that, you know, he was negligent. I think it was just a terrible accident yeah. for him to acknowledge the amount of frustration and trauma that we've had dealing with the police in that area. Um, yes, they, are, they are so um, incompetent. You know, they've never dealt with a culpable homicide case before. They all know the driver of the vehicle very well. Mm. He's a prominent member of the community and they obviously don't want to see him prosecuted. So we've just been dealing with like one closed door after another where no one will assist with anything and no one will give us answers. And 
everything's so delayed and, and there's a language barrier. They all speak Afrikaans and, and we only speak English. Yeah. And that does make you wonder then, should I be pushing harder? I can should, should I be pushing that. harder? Should, you know, and also we didn't get the opportunity to be there with him. Yeah. Um, although he was gone immediately, you know, we never saw his body. We oh, didn't yeah. get to drive up there and it just, it oh, all hard. just felt so far away and it was so far away from home. Yes, I completely understand that. But I also think, you know, given his personality and the type of man he was, if he had had to choose his perfect passing, this would have been it. Mm -hmm. An yeah. instant on his motorbike, having an incredible time with his friend. And I'm in no way saying that he would have chosen to leave now mm, because I, I, I struggle to believe that. But in terms of how he left and the fact that it was far from home and we, we didn't have to see the body and we didn't have to deal with the the impact of it, I feel like that is something that he would have chosen if he'd had a choice. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And he was on an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the personality he had. You know, he was all about going on adventure, all about showing our kids the best time. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the year that we went into lockdown, he decided to just give up his business. He gave it away to someone. And he took a year off just spending time with the kids at home and going on an epic three-week road trip around South Africa with them and wow. just really spending time with people and connecting with people. And, and that's why I asked you at the end of the reading, you know, did he know? Was there a part, mm. an unconscious, subconscious part of him that knew that his time was up? Because it feels, looking back on his year, that, that he changed so much to make sure that he nurtured those relationships before he went. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the first time that I've heard of instances like this. I think we have many exit points in life. So there's many times that we could, as a soul, say, okay, I'm not going to go on. And perhaps sometimes that is genuinely an accident happened for me to go on would not be the same version of myself. So yeah. I'm going to choose to go. I think, you know, we look at it as we can plan all parts of this, but I think not entirely. It's, once something has happened, there is some sort of choice, but yeah. the choice may be I continue on in this new form of my body or or I go. And I do believe that we are a spirit body within the physical. And because of that, we have a constant flow of energetic information that enters our spirit body. And intuition is the moment when the spirit body gets the rational mind's attention. So when mm. the bridging happens, when the spirit body has collected all this information and it's able to bridge into the rational conscious mind, mm. either on a subconscious level or on a, I know this level. And because of that, I think there is always information being processed through the spirit body of how much time we may have or the possibility of passing if the probability goes up or down. And so there are so many instances in which people say it's so strange. They took extra time. They hugged us for a longer period of time. They made peace with family members that they'd never made peace with before. Yeah. They wrote letters or notes or cryptic messages that when we look back, we think they must have known. Yes. But I think it's because the spirit body does know it's, it's reaching the moment of an exit point. Yeah. That makes total sense. And even the language you used in the last year of just, you know, constantly reminding us of how precious time is and how, you know, we don't know when we're going to go. I also wanted to know if, if over time you become better at communicating in spirit than when you first pass. Yeah, I think it totally depends on the person. Sometimes I connect with somebody in spirit and it's the easiest flowing conversation. Mm -hmm. And then other times I feel like I'm truly pulling teeth. Over time, I've, I've questioned what makes one person a good communicator and the other one I'm struggling with. It actually, I think, has nothing to do with time. I do think okay. they become better probably just by the practice of it. But mm -hmm. the inherent skill level of the communication, um, I think, is most dependent on me as a medium, do I connect easily with that person or not? And then yes. also, are they just naturally a good communicator? I've across the board generally found that if somebody is an incredible communicator, 
was somebody who could adjust their energy very easily to other people, mm. then on the other side, it will be quite similar. It will be okay. easy for me. But yeah. if they are somebody who are not capable of that, I can teach them a little bit, mm. but I think we'll spend most of the session kind of adjusting their energy, trying to get them to align to yes. me yes, uh, rather than sense. actually having it. There was another question I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah, just in terms of, you know, it, it, it plagued me after the accident of if you hit like that, like does your soul leave your body really quickly? And mm. what happens in those instances? Like is there a confusion around what's happened? And, mm. Or yeah. do you immediately know? Huh, that's a good question. I think it really depends on the event. So... Yeah. What I generally will find over and over and over again, and it sounds like a rainbows and butterflies answer, but it does feel very true to me, is we don't experience that pain. So the minute that the event happens and the spirit, I think, is very intelligent, mm -hmm. it leaves and disassociates and disconnects. And so sometimes I'll see it as there's a tether remaining and that might be somebody wants to go back into the body later mm. in this event of a near-death experience. And then sometimes it just disconnects completely. Yeah. But I think there's an intelligence in the spirit body that the minute we leave our physical, so much more is known than when we were in the physical. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, so overall, I just found the experience of the reading just comforting. And it did answer a lot of questions around the accident. I just yeah. confirmed what I suspected. But it's also just confirmed for me that I need to just be aware of his presence at all times yes. and not feel as, because I have been feeling recently like I have been abandoned. Like this is not our story. This is not the life we, we decided we were doing together. Right. Um, yeah, and to just, just try and find ways now of having a relationship with him that's in spirit. Yeah. How do yeah. you currently feel him? How do you currently experience this? We do feel his presence around the house quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Initially, after his accident, I, I would see numbers, um, reoccurring numbers mm. all the time. It was yeah. uncanny. And strangely enough, the year before his death, he kept saying to me oh my gosh I'm having the most strange experience I keep seeing the number 1111 mm. every time I look at the clock it's 1111 and I sort of dismissed it yeah and then after his accident my daughter and myself saw 11 and 11 all the time there's birds around all the time either trying to come into the house or laying mm. eggs above his memorial chair or and he loved birds Beautiful. he loved all animals so yeah and I'm trying to to remain open to that as much as possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. How has the conversation, I, I love what you say about, you know, we notice his presence and my daughter also sees the 1111. How has that conversation been with your kids? How how yeah. do you all experience the continuation of his spirit in your life? How do you talk about it? She seems a lot more open to it. Her and her father were incredibly connected. In fact, mm -hmm. if if, if anyone would have had a soul contract, I believe it would have been the two of them. He found so much healing in becoming a father mm -hmm. to her. Yeah. And since his passing, so the night that he passed, she woke up and knew that he was gone. Wow. Yeah. And she, before we told her, she knew. Yeah. She, and she's been able to talk about it since, that I woke up from a dream and I knew my dad was gone. Wow. Um, and she's 10. So yeah. it's quite incredible their connection continues. Um, mm. And she dreams about him, whereas mm -hmm. I, I think I've had one dream that I recall. She dreams about him often. And she's very open to looking out for signs from mm. him. Um, and she will, when I was, those early days when I could do nothing but just howl and sob and cry, she would say things or, or write notes that, that were so him. With things that mm -hmm. he would have said, you yeah, know. Um, right through her. My husband was a very practical man, and his favorite saying would be, "It is what it is. It mm. is what it is. We we accept and we move forward." Yes. And she started saying stuff like that that just felt so much older than her years. And then my son is sixteen, so I think for him it's a lot harder to accept or to be open to the idea that 
Webster and still here. Yeah. Although in other ways, um, my son was struggling a lot last year with depression and anxiety. And this year, since Stern's gone, he's met a girl and they've got this incredible connection. And, and he did say to me the other day, I believe that Stern has sent me this girl and that she oh. is here to help me get through this. So in a way, I think he's also open to the idea that, that Stern is on the other side looking out for him. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's just so lovely to hear. I think yeah. it's so nice also that you have this conversation with them and I feel, I mean, just by hearing it, I can sense that when they ho hold that connection to their father and it continues, it gives a little bit of a foundation on how to grieve and how to carry him yeah. forward. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you it's for such a pleasure with yeah, me. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's really been incredible and I've been blown away by you and your abilities and just how helpful this is, you know, I mean, you, we, I've been trying a little bit of everything. I do some body work. I do some grief counseling. I do some meditation. And, and this is just another, another tool to use mm -hmm. on the healing path. And it's, it, it, none of it takes away the pain, but it all helps yeah. a little bit to just move me forward. Yeah. So that's, thank you. That's exactly how I see it. I think it's just one of the many things we can do to heal and to move forward. Yeah. And, that's ultimately my hope that the work gets seen from the perspective of being part of the community that that moves people forward, right? It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. So thank you. And thanks uh, so much for your time again. Oh, you as well. It was a pleasure right. to meet you. And thank we'll stay you. in touch. You let me Definitely. know if you need anything at all. Thank you, Fleur. Yeah, thank you're you. Welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. And thank you. Thank you for listening with an open heart. Thank you for hearing these stories. We heal in community. Thank you for being part of this one. If you yourself would like to open up your spiritual gifts, because we all have them, I run mentorship courses about every month or two, and you can find all information on my website, mediumflare.com. I also have a book out called Moving Beyond. You can also find information on where to purchase on my website, and there's an audiobook if you like this voice of mine. Thanks again for being here. If you feel called to leave a review, it means everything. This podcast is completely free of cost for all participants and it is such a help when we get a review. So thank you in advance. Thank you for being here and see you next time. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps new listeners to find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur LeSink and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, Heloise, Teresa, and Madalena. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth an email at podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R dot com. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.